Hello, everybody. Once again, welcome to another broadcast of Culture and Convictions. I am Iron Petrie, along with my co-host, Star Petrie. Hey, everybody. And we are ready to get started. We hope you have had an excellent day so far. And uh, we're going to jump into some topics that have arisen in the media, (laughs) uh, both social and mainstream uh, media. And we're going to talk about these subjects. uh, And we hope that you are sharing, let me just say this, sharing these podcasts with those that you know who may be interested in conversations along these lines. Once again, on Culture and Convictions, we deal with everything from uh, from religion and race and politics, all things social, all things in the world. We talk about them. Even and pumpkins. Even <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even pumpkins. And uh, and we talk about all of these things from a Christian worldview. Uh, we do not pull any punches, although we aim to always uh, express the truth in love. And so without any further ado, there have been some waves made, man. I'm telling you, there's been a lot going on. Yeah, uh, so... I was kind of excited about this announcement, which was that the NCAA had finally, you know, done right by athletes. At least they're attempting to by saying, hey, these kids can get paid for their image. Their likeness yeah. being used uh, on video games deal. and all over, all over the place. So That's a real big um, deal. only problem was, you know, they're not going to institute this policy until like 2023. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure. Well, you know, you got to work out all the bugs that those bureaucratic <laughs> hurdles that make it so difficult. Those bureaucratic bugs for you work checks to be deposited for EFTs to be, you know, yeah. sent for Amazing. for teenage kids. You know, Amazing. you got you got to you got to work out those kinks. I tell you. And think about this. They said that the only reason that the NCAA is actually even one of the reasons why they are considering this. Um, it's because some states were coming together and I think California was one of them saying that we're just going to do it ourselves. How about that? We'll go ahead and we'll create our own legislation that allows these kids to get paid at the colleges that are within our states. Yeah. But like, like, like you said, you know, this is something that you and I have, have stated before that, you know, this whole idea, this, this illusion, this, I don't even want to call it an illusion. It's more like just, uh, just something we've kind of allowed to go on, but for the for the lack of a better word, this illusion of amateurism that mm-hmm. is uh, propagated over these kids, you know, and the selling of their jerseys, the selling mm-hmm. of their numbers, as though if we keep the last name off of the back of it, nobody will know. Yeah, because I mean, I mean <laughs> it just makes no sense. Not only that, but just just the amount of revenue that these young men generate for these institutions when they are really good at what they do. I mean, the ticket sales, the season ticket holders, all this stuff goes up. I mean, and then of course, on top of that television contracts, because people want to see the kids if they're really, really good and they're really, really successful. And the idea that these kids can be treated as amateurs is just nonsensical. I can tell you their schedule is not amateur. I I can tell you that going to class and, then having to go do practice, weightlifting, come back, watch film, do all of these things, it doesn't feel amateur. So you know the the kids should be paid. I don't think what I don't even think that it really takes a whole lot of of you know legislation or 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 real you know we got to write up fifty pages to cover how we're going to deal with these issues. Oh, it's going to have lots of pages. I mean, I, you can I just that. I don't get that. You know, if somebody wants to always pay the kids, pay the kids. There's always lots of paperwork with the bureaucracy when money's leaving them. That's exactly right. You know, ain't that the truth? They make it simple when it comes to you giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know, and in, in other words, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to go through all types of different things, but you know, in, in their weak, 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 this is ultra weak defense. I will just say this, you know, who knows what this is really going to turn out to look like in the years to come. Um, I mean, it is, it is uncharted territory. Uh, we haven't seen it all happen, but at the same time, uh, I think it's something that needs to be done. And, and uh, because these kids, man, I'm telling you, they are, I mean, you look at the, the rash of injuries that are happening on the collegiate level with oh, these sure. kids in football and basketball and all of the, I mean, these kids, if they're giving their all out there, they, they need to be compensated well, we're in just, some way. We're way past the, the stage of, of thinking of sports at all in this country, I think is amateurism when it comes to no. basketball, baseball. I mean, football, some of these kids have like year round schedules. They oh. never stop, which is hence the injuries that they end up having. No because doubt about it. The wear and tear on their bodies is such that by the time they get to be 19 or, or, or 20, they've played goo gobs of games. Oh, and man. so, yeah, it's just a totally different animal nowadays. It's a totally different world. And have you seen, and I'll just say this and we can, we can jump to the next thing, but have you looked at a Saturday morning football stadium for college? Well, most colleges I'm across the you, country. I'm telling you, didn't seem like a I mean, amateur event, does it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, people are in those stands. There's no moms on the sides with the no, orange no, peel. No, 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 and, no. Come here, baby. Raid. Come like, here, here, baby. You are you thirsty? <laughs> no, no. This is serious business. This is serious, serious business. And the people sitting in those stands are not sitting in those stands uh, any different than they would be rooting for their favorite NFL team. Oh, absolutely. And I'm serious. It's, it's serious business. Absolutely. <laughs> and in some of those conferences, it gets real sticky because there's money changing hands anyway. And I want to bring this and up. And that's that just the truth about it. It's not just the NCAA that wants to hold their power, hold their revenue, right? But now even the government's getting involved because there's oh, a yeah. GOP. Um, there's a GOP senator by the name of uh, Richard Burr, I believe it is, who says, hey, you know, if these kids are going to get paid, if they're going to get compensated, then we need to go ahead and make sure they're paying that income tax. <laughs> I'm like, boy, that didn't take long. Well, you know, hey, that that's, that's, what the, that's what all the paperwork's about. I'm telling you. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not taking a long time to figure out how to get this to the kids. They're right. taking a long time to figure out how they're going to get what how they need to get out it? of it. That's right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know that's coming. Uh, you you know that's coming down the pipe. It's just a sad state of affairs, you know, when, when people are just, it's just a big money grab. Everything's a hustle. Everything. So um, we're going to move on, but, you know, Name of the game. Halloween has come and gone. Thank the Lord, because I'm tired of the, the, the oodles and boodles of candy My that goodness. have come through this house that we've had to try to stash in other locations and hide. I'm telling you to keep our kids from um, the candy caper. <laughs> Cause we got one bandit that was pretty Maya, good. The candy Boy, caper. She was good. Oh man. I'm telling you, she was, she was swiping, but not only were, were kids excited about Halloween and going door to door and getting candy, but the Democrats were really excited. Um, and things were at a, at a fever like pitch oh, at, in Congress, gosh. um, as they voted, to go ahead and move forward with their impeachment inquiry uh, into President Trump and the and the Ukrainian call and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than really, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna do it on Halloween. I mean, how ominous is that? Just I'm gonna put that on Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, didn't they have somebody fully complete with costume? Yeah, I mean, you know, people were in the spirit, obviously, because one one rep from California showed up and she had a Batgirl costume on. And I mean, she was taking things, obviously, 
Yeah. Very serious. <laughs> I mean, this was an, a poignant moment uh, in American history, and she wanted to earmark it by making sure that she could remember the day. And wow. she said, I'm just going to, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to do my thing, you know. And wear a bad girl suit. I'm going to wear my bad girl bat suit. Bad woman, a bad girl. Meanwhile, California's on fire. But I'm here representing you guys. <laughs> right? I'm here yeah. for you. That for is so you. true. I'm here for you. And, and, and let me stop and plug. And our, our prayers and our heart go out to the, the citizens of California who are, who are dealing with things. We were just on a business call ourselves with a gentleman who worked for a particular entity that will go on name because of our own personal business. But uh, he had to call us at a different time because he was based in California and his house was in the, the path of fire. So, I mean, mm-hmm. people are being severely affected by that. So wherever you are, make sure you say a prayer for them um, and in whatever way you can, your hearts, your, 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 your prayers go out to the citizens of California who are dealing with that. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a heck of a thing to do, you know, uh, given the light of what she represents at this time. I just think you, up. Expand, and then on top of that, not only is what, what's going on in California heavy, but then impeachment is no light thing. So this is the day you're going to announce it. And you're going to show up in a bad girl uniform outfit. <laughs> It and just, uh, it speaks volumes about. Well, <laughs> it, then it puts you in a position now. Whatever excuse or reasoning you offer, it's just going to fall on deaf ears because it's it's kind of tone deaf. You know, it's like you you didn't think this one through, did you? Yeah, I mean the Democrats. I mean Nancy Pelosi is on the floor of the House, and and she's you know making quite eloquent and poignant, I guess, statements for for her team in saying that this is a very serious moment, and that boy, they're. They're they're saving humanity by by pursuing this impeachment. But my goodness. here's the deal: they've been talking about this ever since the man got elected. I mean, let's just oh be honest. Goodness. I mean, wh- who was that? Rashida Tlaib, who said impeach the MF. Oh, she yeah. said that back in January, I think, of this year. So this is oh, yeah. this is not a a new phenomenon. Like Trump just kind of stepped in poo, and and now we're really going to get him. This has been this is the game all along because ultimately along. what they're telling you is that they don't have a candidate. Mm-hmm. They do not have faith in any of their candidates to go toe to toe with Donald Would Trump. Would you? I mean, have you listened and to election. those debates? Yeah, no, I, I I'm sorry, but that space that, cadets they leave, they leave a lot to be desired. I was just like I just shook my head. I, I couldn't even hardly take it serious. And that's and that's being honest. That's not taking jabs. That's just honest truth. Some of the subject matter and the way things are discussed and answered on that stage were just like, what is going on here? And uh, and they don't. But here's the thing that that I don't think uh, the liberals understand and that the Democrats don't they, they don't understand either is that apart from some ironclad concrete evidence for an impeachment. It's going to come across as it already is to many is this is just a referendum on losing an election and a referendum on the American people's choice mm-hmm. for president. Sure. And so what you're doing is you're saying to the American people, you're not saying that to President Trump, you're not saying it to you're saying to the American people, we know better than you. You made a mistake mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to write this mistake any way we can. And I think it's going to come across offensive and it's going to backfire against them. Now that's just my, that's my thoughts because unless you're going to produce something besides just wild accusations that are coming out to be just not true at all. No. If you're, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're not going to produce something outside of that, 
then this is going to backfire big time and it's going to get ugly in the 2020 election because people are going to come out then and re- and vote in retaliation, <laughs> yeah. you know, because people are going to get stirred up and they're going to do more to stir up conservative voters than conservatism. I mean, and, yeah. and then President Trump. Trump's fundraising has gone out the roof simply because of the yeah. vote that took place on the 31st. So yeah. there's plenty of people who obviously are not, are not so dim as to not as to not know what's at play here. But I mean, think about that. Though. Think about where we are. Yeah, I mean, this is this is crazy. that you would make up stuff just to tell the American people you're stupid. Because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You're saying to the American people you're stupid for putting this man in office, and we're going to correct it. That's right. And we're going to correct it by any means necessary. Yeah. Now I don't know how. Yeah, you know. I don't know how they plan to have any type of political longevity with that kind of uh, strategy oh, <laughs> because people are just too smart for that's that nowadays. The thing. They, they're, they're somewhere in the back with their magic eight ball and they're shaking it up and they're saying, okay, magic eight ball, what do you say? <laughs> and the magic eight ball says you have a, you, you don't have any good candidates. Shake it again. Okay. Magic eight ball. <laughs> what are you going to tell me? Well, no, like I told, told you before, you, you don't have any good candidates. I'm going to shake you one more time. And this time it better be impeachment. And if it's not impeachment, I tell you, we're just going to go do it anyway. Because that's the Democrats. You know what I mean? And that's it's unfortunate for the American people that it has to play out in such a soap opera. I know that's not a word, but in in such a, a manner that everything is scandalous. That's the thing. It's like when everything is scandalous. Nothing is scandalous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With yeah. President Trump, it's like Scandal kind of loses its value, doesn't it? Is scandalous. So eventually yeah. you're just like, yeah, okay. I'm just, I don't know. Can't get excited about yeah, that. At the end of the day, man, produce some truth. That's all yeah. we're asking. Or just get off the stage. That's it's all we're asking. It's kind of like Sandman, come, come take him off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he when you need him? Because you're so right. I mean, we've had, we've, we've watched debates and you've listened to people, um, give answers where you know everybody gets to go to college um everybody gets to have free. a living wage and a, and i mean things that are just Im- impossibilities in the world because we have limited resources that's just that's a reality things that don't even they that like you said things that don't even jive with reality and and it's like and it's just kind of glossed over as though people haven't i mean when you stand up and say health care for all medicare for all uh, you know, education for all, mm-hmm. and this is free. And then you've got this trillions of dollars in uh, Miss Warren's plan for, uh, I forget what it was she had. She had some, uh, maybe you can remind me, uh, Warren, the the, the lady. Uh-huh. Yeah, she had some type of plan that's going to cost trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah, that was her Medicare. Medicare, plan. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so you've got, you've got all of this, and you're saying this in a time where you, I guess, are underestimating the fact that people really have gotten a download, whether you want to believe it or not, that things aren't free. <laughs> I think I think people have gotten that far. They get it. They sure. get it. And, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about conservative. I'm talking about liberal. I'm talking about Republican, Democrat, independent. People know. Yeah. People have gotten to the point where they realize, you know, there's no such thing as this, you know, pie in the sky. But they come out with this, these ideas that are just so far-fetched and spectacular. <laughs> And they just keep talking about them. And you're just like, how? How are you going to do it? I mean, how? <laughs> and they never have to answer that question in a debate. They can just sell um, just how moral and upstanding and 
you know, just giving, benevolent that they want to be. And in reality, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. I mean, I hear people, I've heard people say literally that, you know, I mean, how many, how many billions do you need? I'm like, what, what do you mean by that? As though if people make it to a certain status, they should be more than willing to relinquish the things that they've worked for, the things that we've obviously valued because, mm. you know, they didn't get rich by themselves. No. Um, it's it's just an amazing thing. And so when you look at the Democrats and you hear them talk about certain things, you know, you it's no wonder. Like for instance, it's no wonder that Beto is out. Yeah. Because because Beto has gone out to say some things that are just absolutely outlandish in oh, in gosh. for for all Americans, whether it's we're going to have a, a a program, we're going to come and just take your guns. We're going to take your AR15s cuz you don't need them. Well, who's going to come take them? Hmm. Oh, well we'll just mobilize police and we'll n- nah, bruh. You're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. No. I mean, you know, the, the things, the audacity or, or just we're going to strip churches of their church, uh, their tax exempt status. Oh, yeah. If they don't want to. Uh, oh, yeah. Recognize and, and play well with. Nah, bro, we ain't doing that. <laughs> I mean, you know, all those things sound very yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Beto is all about bringing us all together. But really, it's all about control. It's a power grab. It's a power trip no doubt about it it's a serious power trip because i mean you are assuming a tremendous amount of hubris and about yourself to say you're going to mobilize this that or the other as though there are not police officers on the force who are going to be like i am not taking nobody's guns (laughs) 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 i'm not going out there doing this because this is unconstitutional they're not going to do it but but that's what I mean by, you know, I had to turn it off because I sit there and listen to this and I'm like, this is off the wall. It's nuts, yeah. I mean, this is honestly, this is, and I don't, I don't mean this as a slight, but I mean it as an honest expression of the way I was feeling. I was like, this is like a step above an SNL skit. Mm-hmm. I am so serious. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Either treat the electorate serious with some real ideas mm-hmm. founded in reality, founded in fact in constitutionality right. or get off this stage and quit wasting our time with this nonsense mm-hmm. because that's honestly just what it was. Cause they were playing to, to extremes. Oh, and I yeah. heard somebody say, you know, that all of these policy, it was, a, it was a pundit. I can't even remember her name, but she was just talking about all these, all these candidates are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to come to the center and come to the middle, <laughs> come, come, you know, come the election. Come. So whoever the candidate is, eventually they're going to have to come to the center. So what are you selling us now? I mean, yeah. if you say that, if you make that tru- truism, if you say that, then that tells me that. So you're telling me Bernie is lying. He, he's not trying to give everybody free college. You're telling mm-hmm. me Beto was lying. He really isn't going to come get I'm my telling guns. You it's impossible. I mean, I'm just <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, but they're just. They're like just making stuff up. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Halloween was, was like I said, it was pretty, Spooky. it was, it was something. Yeah. It was something. <laughs> but uh, another situation that, that came up um, last week, I guess it was, maybe I think that video came mm-hmm. out, um, has to do oh, with yeah. the Dove Awards. And, yes. Yes. Um, the boycotting of the Dove Awards. Mm-hmm. And I have some strong feelings about this. You have strong feeling, really strong. How strong are they? <laughs> Is a really strong. Are they so strong? I should just this. be quiet. I should. I should allow. I should give you the floor. No, 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 no. I don't want you to see the floor to me. Cause okay. Because I would go on way too long, and and probably get into some other things. Um. But I I want first of all for folks to have a chance mm-hmm. to to hear from Mr. Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin. 
because Kirk went out on his Facebook and, and, and he, he spoke about what he thought was, was mistreatment from the Dove Awards. Sure. Not just based on this recent incident, but also based on a previous experience. Okay. And so we'll play that and then we'll come back. Today, I feel like quitting. I am heartbroken that I even have to share this with you. In 2016, I was blessed to win an award for Best Gospel Artist at the Dove Awards. Many of you may not know the Dove Awards in comparison are the Christian Grammys, like the Stella Awards or the Gospel Grammys. For so long, the terms Christian and Gospel for many are code words for white and black which history may teach us was a setup for this unfortunate place we find ourselves in today. During that award speech, I felt the responsibility as a Christian and a man of color to address the civil unrest at that time that was plaguing our country with the killings of Philando Castile and Walter Scott, just to name a few, by white police officers. And at the same time, the horrific killings of five Dallas police officers by an African-American. I called upon the audience to join me in remembering that as Christians, when we say nothing, we're saying something. After a standing ovation, we prayed and stood in unity for all the families affected by those tragedies. We all felt that moment that it was a shift in the climate of our separate worlds. Unfortunately, when that speech aired on the Christian Network TBN, that part of my speech was edited out. I made my disappointment and frustration known to the Double Wards Committee and to the Trinity Broadcasting Network. I never heard from TBN, and the Double Ward Committee promised to rectify the mistake so that it wouldn't happen again. In 2019, history repeated itself. I was humbled to win the same award, and during my speech, I brought attention to the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson in her home by a white police officer. I asked everyone in the audience and those viewing to join me in prayer for not only a Tatiana's family, including her eight-year-old nephew who witnessed the killing, but also for the family of the police officer. Last week, during the airing of the awards on the same network again, that part of my speech was edited out. So now. After a meeting with the Double Wards Committee and representatives of TBN, I've made the decision after prayer, consultation with my team and my pastor, Dr. Tony Evans, to not attend any events affiliated with or for the Double Wards, Gospel Music Association or TBN until tangible plans are put in place to protect and champion diversity, especially where people of color have contributed their gifts, talents and finances to help build the viability of these institutions. I am aware that the word boycott often has a negative connotation and finality to it. But my goal will forever be reconciliation as well as accountability. It is important for those in charge to be informed. Not only did they edit my speech, they edited the African-American experience. I'm not asking those in the gospel community to follow my decision. No, this is my personal choice to take a stand and hold responsible those in positions of power to acknowledge the issues in our separate communities that have existed from colonialism to Jim Crow. To many of the issues facing us today, I pray there will be a significant change from this hurtful experience. I look with anticipation for that day of healing and I'm committed to contributing to that process. In the end, 
We will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So I, I, I listened to that and, um, you know, the, the, the disheartening thing for me was simply that I, I feel like we're, we're all too quick as, as children of faith to feel the need to air our grievances um, in public. Mm. Ultimately, there's, there's millions of people who probably don't even watch the Dove Awards, if we were just to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yet this story is running on Billboard.com. It's, it's running on the Washington Post. It's running on CNN. Yeah. Um, so it ends up getting a lot more visibility um, because simply, I'll be honest, simply because of what's being alleged, right? The, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the whole premise of this is that they edited motivated. the black experience. And yeah. so now everyone's like, okay, let's run this story. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I, I've, I've said a lot to you about this. I, I just think that we allow for separation to exist um, when we do things like this, mm-hmm. because because no one wants to feel like they're being called or that it's being implied that they are racist. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that's our role, really, in the body of Christ. I mean, certainly I can go to you personally and I can say, sure. I feel like something that you did was improper or unnecessary or not in good faith of what we say we espouse and believe. But once I make it a political action oh, yeah. or a, a social movement, oh, yeah. I think you changed the whole, the whole temperament of what was intended or what you, what you said you really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, and here's a couple of things that I, I, I kind of uh, gathered from uh, what happened. Uh, first of all, he was um, he was giving concerns over the fact that his speech was edited in that way. Um, and from what I understand, Sirius XM Radio also broadcast that particular the Dove Awards uncut and unedited. And so I believe his speech and his in its full entirety and everything was included there. Uh, it was only cut from the television broadcast. Also, I believe it is. Uh, I think it's the is it is it TBN's video on demand mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, TBN has uh, they have an unedited version available on their video on demand platform as well, where people can can see the speech and hear the speech and so forth. But I wanted to uh, and so. There was a way for listeners to hear the entire speech. But, of course, when you're dealing with television, they're given a block of time and sponsors and everything that gets involved with that. I mean, so, yeah, go ahead. So they have to really make sure that they edit that thing to the T and, and get it right. Um, but I wanted to – and I want you to, to chime in, and then I want you to say what you, you had on your mind to say here. But I want to read um, the response <clears> – <throat> that I believe Gospel Music Association, the president and executive director of the Gospel Music Association, Miss Jackie Patillo, uh, said in response to it. She says, on the heels of the 50th annual Dove Award celebration, I want to thank everyone who came and helped us fulfill our mission to spread the gospel through music for all the world to see. Our mission to expose, promote, and celebrate the gospel through music includes representing our artists, giving them a platform to share their voice with a worldwide audience. Due to our broadcast window, we had to significantly edit the Dove telecast to two hours, which aired Sunday, October 20th. 
In light of this, we understand that many were disappointed because there were so many memorable moments and noteworthy portions of acceptance speeches absent. Specifically, we were made aware of troubling concerns regarding the edit of Kirk Franklin's acceptance speech. At the request of Kirk's team, we held our response regarding those we held our response regarding those concerns until we were able to speak with Kirk privately, apologize directly, and discuss resol resolutions to rectify this unfortunate issue. With that said, we would like to public publicly acknowledge that we are deeply apologetic for the missteps that happened relating to the editing of Kirk Franklin's Dove Awards acceptance speech. We accept the responsibility of our era. Although completely unintentional, we understand it caused great harm and deeply wounded many in the African-American and gospel community. As well, it left a general perception that we are not concerned with key social issues that affect people of color. It is not our intent to disregard or to silence any of our artists, and we are deeply saddened by this perception and are committed to change this. Uh, it goes on to say members of the GMA board and executives spoke with Kirk and his team this past Friday to discuss solutions that we are currently working on to implement moving forward. We will be highlighting those initiatives at a future date. Joining our efforts, TBN has made the unedited version available on their VOD video on demand platform. You can watch it here. Additionally, all of our winners have received their full acceptance speeches to post and share on their platforms as desired. In recent years, we have worked hard to ensure that the Dove Award stage is a platform that promotes unity and celebrates God's diverse kingdom. Our heart is to showcase that unity and the gospel message to a broken and divided world. Let us continue to strive to be a light in the darkness and come together to raise the banner of Jesus Christ. Now, this comes from Jackie Patillo, once again, the, the president and the uh, executive director of the GMA. And since we are tossing out colors <laughs> like white and black, um, it is only appropriate to note that this is a black woman who happens to be the president and executive director. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, here is my thing. And, and, and it doesn't differ very much from what you said. I think that we have to be very cautious that we don't, through the use of a platform on an award show, right? When we have social media, when we have all of these things available to us to say whatever we want to say, when we want to say it, how long we want to say it in its full uncut and unedited version. Uh, and when you're of that level of an artist, because Kirk Franklin is, is, is a man in the kingdom of God. He's a fellow Christian and so I measure my words to make sure I say it in love. But when you're of that level, you have access to just about anybody you want to talk to about any subject matter you want to talk to them about. And you have the opportunity to address things. Uh, and when you take to a public platform, especially in the context of an award show, when you're getting a an award, uh, and I've seen this in the secular world. I've seen this at the, at the SAG Awards for the Screen Actors Guild for Actors, the Oscars, uh, of the the all of the all of the other awards out there. Right? People get up there, and when they want to go off script and want to do something else, 
you start hearing this music playing in the background <laughs> because the people are like, okay, we got to go ahead. Why? Because they're under a time crunch and they're under keeping to that block of, of time that they have. Sure. And um, it's, it's just not the appropriate place to now when you stand up to get an award, people seem to nowadays, and like I said, I see this a lot. They want to co-opt that time while they have maybe a more diverse audience than what truly follows them all the time to start talking about other stuff. And it's kind of like, um, that's just not the time. It's just not the time to do it. It's especially not the time to infer racism because that's really what the whole thing was about. Sure. It's about racism. Uh, especially when people start talking about white police officers killed somebody or white this or black that and white this. And when we start describing things in those tones, especially when it comes to this, this case of a Tatiana Jefferson, which everything has not even come out yet. We don't know all that, that was involved in that case. And we, we ha we better be very measured not to jump the shark as we many times are. And people have had to take stuff down off of their, their Instagram accounts and all kinds of things about things that we jump the shark about right. in front of people because we're so anxious nowadays in some way to be these activists. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just don't get it because many times, uh, we say things prematurely. And so when you're, you're saying things to want to insinuate race and racism, I think you have to really step back and say, is this the proper time to even talk about this while I'm receiving an award rather than receive my award. Thank everybody. Be thankful of, of, of the opportunity sure. and step off the stage and voice your comments about something other than that in other ways. Right. I just, you know, plain and simple, if you come to my house, if I invite you over, if I give you an award and say, boy, you're the best friend I've ever had, and then I tell you to wrap it up, I give you the, the platform and I say, you know, you got two minutes to give you a little speech, and then I tell you to wrap it up, it's my house. Mm -hmm. So I get to decide what the rules of engagement are. If you don't like it, don't come to my house. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. I mean, if this is something that perturbed you before, which he makes mention of a, of a previous incident, then you could have chosen on numerous occasions not to come and receive the award. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to be there. Yeah. But here's my frustration is just simply this, that I, I, I read the, the statement from, from the Dove Awards. And when they say that they, they waited before responding to, to, to this video, Basically, they were asked, they to, were asked yeah. by his team mm -hmm. to wait until they got a chance to talk to him personally. Well, I don't, I'm not understanding that. I'm not understanding how you put a requirement on me, a request to me to hold fast until you're ready to talk to me. And then I have to do a face to face. I have to do this mea culpa. I have to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. And that, and, and so they're better than me. Cause I don't think that that's, I don't think it was even necessary to do so. No. We didn't, they didn't limit his ability to share whatever was on his heart. He mm -hmm. could have done that just as you said, plainly, he has social media outlets that he could mm -hmm. have used. He could have posted, he could have preemptively given his speech and posted it to his Facebook page before ever, you know, the Dove Awards aired because obviously they get taped live. They get aired later. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's plenty of ways that he could have gone about it. But I just think 
at, you know, at some point this, this idea that, that we as Christian people should mobilize and be more fervent in our, in our support for social justice than we are for Jesus Christ has just gotten, it's just gone overboard for yeah. me. And I think it, it gives, it sends the wrong message. It sends the wrong message. Cause here's the deal. If we really wanted to talk, um, coming together, then why do we have two award shows to, to begin with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No doubt about I it. I mean, the Stellars could say, you know, guys, I tell you what, we really don't need this other show. I mean, seriously, let's get together. Let's do one big, you know, big thing for Jesus. Yeah. We'll get all the artists. We'll we'll support everybody and we'll be done with it. No doubt about so it. So we continue to have this separation as though the separation is caused by the other party. When really, I mean, let's just get together and call it, call it even. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're giving out awards for Christian music. I mean, yeah. am I the only person that's just like, yeah, I, I, uh, your that, God gift is just a little shy of this person's God gift. And I'm going <laughs> to give one to you, but I won't give one to the other. I mean, yeah. I've always had a, I've always had a very, 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 very strange relationship with any form of award shows for, for gospel or Christian things because I, but you know, I'm one of those people that's still old school. They don't believe you should charge children for their own bread, you know, but I'm, but what do I know? I'm, I've just read my Bible, it's but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, what do I know? But, and so these, these, these are the things though that arise, but you said something, um, that I have found and discovered and his is an incident here in, in the Christian community, but it's across the board. It's both, in, in all communities, in all, all places, both secular and, and Christian, where well, any time something can be uh, promoted as an issue of race, it is as though it is chum in the water. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like throwing chum uh, in water. And I think society has progressed to the point to where people know that racism is a very present help in the time of need. No doubt. It has become, and, it, and it's what I call the shield of race, mm-hmm. right? Where you can stand and quench all the fiery darts of reason. <laughs> you can stand and quench all of the fiery darts of, of uh, common sense and, and real research of a matter. That if you stand up and you imply that something was based upon racism or race, mm-hmm. discriminate, discrimination, you are then exonerated from having to prove anything. And uh, people can stand up and say it and people will, you are guilty until proven innocent. Then. That's exactly right. Once race is introduced, it flips jurisprudence yeah. on its head, you know, has been practiced for ever. Right. So I said I was the victim. Yeah. I'm the victim, but I'm really the person in the position of power because yeah. I've already made the allegation. Yeah. So what can you do with that? If what you come you out yeah. and you say, that's not true. I vehemently deny it. We say, well, dog whistle, you're guilty. Yeah. Right. And see, and this is the thing. And oh, oh, let me let me let me let me throw something in here that I, I I didn't think about. And see, this is the thing that I think people, especially when it comes to issues of race, that people hated and still do hate about President Trump. Because you remember at the Charlottesville thing, it was all blown up that he had sit there and sided with these racist people. But when you mm-hmm. listen to it, and when you go back and you you really read it and listen to the speech. 
he was not saying there were good people out there that were doing that. Right. He was talking about how these these rabble rousers messed it up for good people on either sides who were just right. trying to have a peaceful demonstration. Right. right. So he was not insinuating that the you know the racist people were good, but here's the thing. He will bite back. You see what I mean? Like it, that's the thing. Mm. The shield of race doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is one of the things that, that we're, we're dealing with in this society. And this is something that I think will begin to escalate as, as days go on mm-hmm. is that you're going to see this, this, this type of thing is done so often because most people are going to move into preemptive surrender. They're just going to say, oh, yeah, we oh, were wrong. Like we're yeah. sorry. And they're going to squelch it and go on about their business, sure. even though in their heart of hearts, they're probably in back rooms going, we were what not are trying we doing? To, to, to sit here. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and like she says, though unintentional, it, it, it happened the way it happened. But what's going to happen is as time goes on, prayerfully, society will get a backbone, mm-hmm. right? Institutions will get a backbone. People, uh, employers will get a backbone and say, wait a minute, if we're racist, prove it. Uh, Absolutely. Right. And if you cannot shut up Mm -hmm. and when we get to that point, we will see racism in America start to go away the way it would go if we way if we just shut up Mm -hmm. and be quiet because we keep thinking. I'm telling you, people are living their lives with one another. They're eating, they're working, they're living their lives. And besides that. What somebody thinks on the inside of them about somebody else, according to their race, you're not going to exercise or extract That's exactly right. by you're any of Lord. your, by any of your efforts, you're not the Lord. but I don't care what somebody else thinks about me. Mm-hmm. I could care less. The only thing I care about is whether or not you mobilize those thoughts in an, an overt and outward act of discrimination against me Correct. to stop me from an opportunity or to, to squelch something that I'm trying to do. Right sure. now, if it turns into discrimination, I got problems, but as long as you just think in it and you feel it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's just something in your head. People have those type of prejudices in their head that aren't based because on race. Because we all have biases. Yes. If we're just yeah, the, the, the word, You can't live in this world without some degree of no, prejudgment. You can't. It, is the, it, is the way, it is the way we live our lives because we're not omniscient. Mm-hmm. And when you're not omniscient, you make decisions on fragmented information. Mm-hmm. So you end up prejudging at some point. You know, now you don't have to use race as the criteria to do so. But all I'm saying is that all of this racially charged speech, all of this racially based activism in the name of social justice to try to right wrongs and balance scales that many times are not out of balance. They're misunderstandings, miscalculations, things that just happen. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of ambiguity, complexity that happens in something like a television broadcast, you know, I, and I know I've had to, to, to do a broadcast, a weekly broadcast before and be responsible for turning it into the the television station to be played. And there are very strict rules. Mm -hmm. It has to be this many minutes, this many seconds. Mm -hmm. If you want it to play perfect, that's what it's gotta be. Why? Because they, people are paying the bill. Mm-hmm. And I can't be in there trying to trying to be long winded. And I just want to get creative this week. Right. <laughs> you know, no, things have to work a certain way. But, and so, you know, I, I hope I would have hoped this could have been rectified apart from that social media activism, because I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm just not for anybody. 
because it's not where you go to get things done, especially not when you have platform and following and stature and, and, and status in the world. You have access to people to talk to people in as effective as a manner as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I was just private. I was just going to say that, that really, you know, I I think that we, we have to take some responsibility for our assumptions because I, I, I heard Kirk's video. I listened to Lecrae, another artist, black artist who was at the Dove Awards. And I I think sometimes we, as, as African-Americans, if we're not careful, we can project a certain feeling of, you know, people don't accept me or people don't receive Mm -hmm. me because my music is different or I'm black or I'm, you know, I got tattoos or whatever. And that's just you projecting onto them. They've, they've said nothing. They've done nothing. They've had no opportunity to give you any reason or cause to believe that they don't receive you. Mm -hmm. It's just, you walked in the door with that perception. Yeah. You carried it with you. You brought it with you. Correct. And so it doesn't take much at all for you to feel like, oh, see, mm-hmm. see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Instead of going into a situation that says, no, I mean, they probably don't hang out with people that look like me every day, but that's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Well, the commonality that we have is Christ, and that's more than enough yeah. to make us sisters and brothers. And let's live in that reality as opposed to us trying to think about life outside of, you know, Christ in us. Yeah. And I think that, it, it again, it's not about what it does for seasoned believers. Because if, if you're a seasoned believer, then for you, it's just sort of like, guys, can we just, I mean, pick, up, pick up the phone, send an email, yeah. send a text. Move it along. There's plenty of ways that we can handle this. But it's for people outside of the faith, like I said, who get on the Washington Post, who get on CNN, who get on Billboard and say, mm, look at them. See oh. these Christians, they just. Psh. Oh, and there are sharks out there. The, Absolutely. Who have no interest in anybody's betterment other than to use the racial theme to 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 drum up more issues. That's exactly right. That's you know exactly saying? right. To drive a wedge yes. between each and every one of us. I mean, because I heard somebody on Roland Martin's program talk about, you know, white evangelicals and how white evangelicals, they're just, they're so conservative and they, they're not accepting and they don't, um, they're not used to people who don't look like them, think like them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... No, we're, we're, we're all pretty much the same in, in, in a way that we are used to what we're used to. Exactly. And when you pull us out of our used to, mm-hmm. it can take some getting used to. <laughs> that is profound. Right. You need to say that 10,000 times. But it's true. Yeah, but it's, it's the true. truth. It's the absolute truth. So, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're really looking at the world, because that's the thing, right? People will tell us that we live this world is global and connected. Oh yeah. But then they're so quick to tell you that everyone else who's, if you're white, if you're conservative, mm-hmm. then you're just so sheltered and uh, yeah. you're just so oh, yeah. not willing to come out of your box. And it's like, well, I just went down the street and bought a Chinese iPhone. I mean, <laughs> I just went down over here and I bought this from China. I'm, I'm pretty connected to the world oh, yeah. as far as all I'm of concerned. us are. So I just, again, this was, this was something that kind of got stuck in my crawl. Cause I don't, I don't like it. And I, I love people, but some stuff just has, you got to call a spade a spade. And I don't, I don't like the bully pulpit. Mm. And I certainly don't like the ransom. Cause to me, this sounded like a ransom. Cause all of a sudden they're like, we're working on initiatives um, that we're going to be putting forward and highlighting at a, at another, at another time. We're working with Kirk and, and his folks to work out solutions. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come in my house and tell me how to run it. 
And I'm just, I'm being real with you. I ain't, yeah. you ain't but, doing but it. But that's, it goes back to what I was saying. When people start, when people stop the preemptive surrender, mm-hmm. that's just what we're doing. We're preemptively surrendering. We're surrendering just to keep from anything else happening. That's exactly right. Whether it be true or not, we're, 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 we're saying we're turning the other cheek, but turning the other cheek is, is wonderful. It's biblical, but there is a time when something is an ongoing inappropriate use of a very serious accusation such as racism or something or something being racially motivated that's serious business and it's become to the it's gotten to the point in our society that racial accusations actually accusations based upon race whether or not there's no proof mm-hmm. right has gotten a big it's 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 just big business that's just all there is to it there's just an entire racial industry that shows up when uh, we've talked about this before. And so we have to make sure that as Christians, you know, we're dealing with this thing, like I said, privately. And I'll go back to what I said earlier, that an award show is just not an appropriate moment, platform or context to go off script. And I know people have done it and they do it in the, in the world all the time. And, but it's just not, I, I, I don't see what, I don't see what using that time for something else really gets you. I, I, I just don't. And this is also the fallacy in that we speak about the black experience as though we just lump all black people together. I'm, I've never had that experience. I don't think, I don't think there's too many people that can say they've had the experience of a Tatiana Jefferson. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, yeah. I mean, that's an outlier yeah. when we talk about experiences. Yeah. So I just, I take, you know, don't let, don't lump us all together. I ha- when you watch an award show, are you sitting there trying to count how many white artists, how many black artists? Oh, you got two minutes, and their song ran long. I tell you, that was their second time going through that chorus. Yeah. I mean, do we really do that, or do we do we sit back and say, hey, either I want to be a party to this, I want to support it, yeah. or I'm going to turn my television off. I don't want to watch that. I'm going to sure. watch something else. And you know, and it 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 begs you to wonder <laughs> whether they. What what their level of concern w- was in the gospel community on BET when they had such a truncated uh, I'm opportunity to, to express themselves in the, on the BET award? I mean, because if you I'm blinked, like, you would have missed it. Because I'm like, uh, they kind of showed you kind of really, you know, you're talking about an edit. They <laughs> lumped them all together. They just put them all in one little segment. Yeah, I'm talking about a hatchet job. Oh, yeah. But I didn't hear nothing, though. You but heard I, crickets. I guess my, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I guess my question is, what was your level of concern about that? And was it worthy of saying, look, guys. You know, where's the where's the respect given Mm -hmm. to to the genre, the respect given to our African-American, African-American experience as people of faith Mm -hmm. generally, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and really, really come out and and say something about that. Wrong culprits. (laughs) Well, wrong color. Hey, your lips to their ears. And all I'm saying, like I said, I'm, I'm just saying we have to be very cautious because video don't lie. Uh, you know, nowadays, you know, things are out there forever. And plus bringing up something like the Tatiana Jefferson tragedy, which saddened all of us. And I've, I've gone on record. I've been on this podcast saying I just, some could have been done differently, but I'm willing to say if the evidence comes out that this man followed proper protocol, that this man did what he was told to do based upon what he got from dispatch and so forth. And, and I'm training? not, I'm not trying to sure. jump on this just in the middle of this, but I'm, but since he brought it up, mm-hmm. this is why I'm talking about it. If it comes out that he followed proper protocol, according to his training, according to the dispatch, and 
he goes around there and he shines a light through that window and there's a gun pointed at him and he fires. We're going to be in a whole different world. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it comes to those of us who had our preconceived ideas and assumptions about this case. So that's why I say we have to be cautious not to jump the shark whenever, whenever we use race. And this is the thing that we do. We, when race comes out, oh my gosh, we, we jump, we jump out there and we start saying things and there's real racism in the world. No and doubt. There are real no, racist. No doubt about and there's it. real there are real institutions that uh, eat up with it. No okay. Doubt about this it. is the real deal. But what happens is you undermine the real cases. That's right. You undermine the real instances where racism can really be charged, dealt with, and exercised when you're constantly bringing it up about stuff when where race is not involved. Mm. And we just have to be very, very wise about that mm-hmm. in the meantime that's, let's, that's all i'm gonna let's, say let's get all the artists together let's go out and have a a, a free concert and, and do your own little little thing and we could celebrate one another and we can give out <laughs> dundies like on the office and it doesn't even have to really mean too much you know what i mean because ultimately we're not doing it for that award or that title anyway i didn't think no. i thought we were just no we're not we're doing this because we feel like that's jesus's call for me to go out and, and yeah. serve people in that way Amen. I'm just saying. I pray so. Gosh, I hope so. But I think this is some of the things that arise when you start to try to. It's almost like Israel wanting a king and God didn't want them to have a king, but they wanted a king. Well, there were repercussions and consequences as a result of them going the way of having a king. So we have to be very careful that we don't adopt things that uh, cause us to run into stuff like this. And I think that's one of the things that happens. Stuff like this arises. So I, you know, I want to make sure that, like I said, when we end these podcasts, we end, you know, with the word. Absolutely. And um, I want to start with this verse, Galatians 6.10. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Yeah. And I think if we as as believers would really tuck that in our spirits and say, Father, I'm going to walk that out. Mm-hmm. I think we'd find a, a lot more time to actually sit across from each other and and explain our differences, explain our issues, yeah. um, then run into social media or any other platform to, uh, you know, to try to criticize or, or put somebody in, in check, you know. No doubt about it. And hopefully we can adhere to that word and, and, and really walk it out, as you said, near and dear to our hearts. Well, that's going to conclude another podcast here on Culture and Convictions. Once again, we invite you into the conversation. We invite you to share. We invite you to invite other people to listen to these podcasts. We're open to your comments, your critiques, your questions. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about these podcasts as we post them. Uh, the conversation is just getting started, and we look forward to getting to know you and talking to you uh, later on. So until next time, God bless. We'll see you then.